Welcome to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast, where we get to follow up, break down, and discuss last Sunday's message. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more about what God has for us. Now let's join our team as we gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oswald. That was so sultry. Bro. I know. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is Delilah. This like is your, Delilah. Right. On the radio? Yeah. I'm this your is host. your other host. Brad Livingston. <laughs> Back at it again, baby. We here. Uh, I feel like I need to talk cool because Nate's on the podcast. Oh, Nathan. Hey. And uh, Nate's dressed cool enough that I can talk cool. So. Well, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> I told him. I'm Nate. He bought built-in air conditioners for his pants, which I think is. Come on. Yeah. Half it's off. It's hot down here in Florida. So. Yeah, half off. Can I I'm ask you here. something, Nate? What's up? Oh, what's John's up? here, by the way. What's up, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> did you Did you buy him like that? Of course. Absolutely. Yeah, he don't. he's not oh. going to do that to him himself. Why uh, don't you just cut them open? Why don't you just buy a different pair that are cheap from the thrift store and cut them open? I'm because, not. bro, you got to... <laughs> doing it yourself isn't the same. Like, it's not... You got you to gotta buy them like that. That's true. Apparently, you can buy them with holes in them, and it's stylish. But if you wear the ones with the holes between the legs, it's frowned upon. It's frowned upon, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Got holes right here, and you're it's like... Yeah, need to throw those away. I'm like Nate's been wearing jeans with holes in them the whole time. I don't know what everyone's freaking out about. Yeah. So this isn't yeah, a new concept. No, it's really not. Nate, you're uh, holes been in jeans for a long time. I need to preach. I've got a pair of jeans that have holes in them. I need to wear them on a Sunday soon. You don't. I think I do. You should. That'd be funny. Yeah. The yeah. fact that you said for him not to, I just feel like makes him want to do it even more. Enough. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Totally. You got to pick the right series, though. Mm. So, for gotta, sure, got to make sure you're in the right series for stuff like that. But it's, it's one of those uh, things that it's like it makes sense. Like, I mean, just like you see ho- jeans that don't have like quite holes in them, but like, like little rips. rips and stuff. Like, yeah. that makes total sense. It's one of those things where you can. It can get out of hand fast. Like yeah. jeans with holes in the knees is pretty normal. Yeah. These yeah. days. I can see that. You yeah. know, but like you, you wouldn't want to have holes time. everywhere. Yeah. You know, no, that, that, that not, not a, not a Sunday, not a Sunday fit. Yeah. No, for more, sure. More like a Wednesday night. Youth oh, yeah, you got to know your body shape too. Like I'm, That's a, true. I'm a bigger guy. So they got to be right. You can't just be up there like, mm, oh, that looks pretty sloppy. So got to know you, know your shape. Know your well, role. And then I just feel like too, that you can start getting to a, and age in your, you get to be mid thirties and you verge on looking like one of those guys who's obviously at least in their mid thirties, but trying to look like they're 21 mm. and it just is not a good look Gotcha for most I think, guys. Yeah, I think I yeah, agree. there's a few people that can pull that off. Scott, Pastor Scott's one of them, but he wears, he can wear just about anything. Wait, his, his body's also in shape. So like, yeah, he's pretty looks, ripped up. Well, the thing, the thing is like, it's not necessarily, an, it's not an in shape thing necessarily. I think that helps, but it no, definitely helps. Yeah, that definitely helps. He's but like, as Craig there's uh there's just some things it's like, there's this guy come across, it's so funny we're talking about this guy come across my YouTube, you know, like your YouTube, uh, Feed. you yeah. know, your, your other like suggested whatever mm-hmm. and his whole channel, he must be like 43 or 45 or something, but he's got gray hair, mm-hmm. but he, like, he, he's fit, but his whole channel is, um, 
his whole channel is like helping dudes over 40, like, like style, like how should you dress if you're over 40? Like what's appropriate and like, but also, but he is, but he is stylish looking. Like he talks about like, don't wear like jeans that are too baggy. Cause it, you know, da, 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 like, it's, it's like tips on. Somebody needs to tell Judas Smith that. <laughs> it's like tips on how you can be over 40, but still look fashionable and even somewhat trendy, That's good. but like what you shouldn't wear where you strike look like you're trying to look like you're way too young or something. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not quite in my forties, but I mean, you get, but that makes sense, you know, but some, like you see with preachers a lot. It's like, like, like when John yeah. Gray used to walk out on stage in those super skinny, it's like, dude, oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. And like, 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 do you have the tan heel thing on those fans? Tan heel. Yep. Sure do. I almost bought them the other day. I'm going to get some soon. Sorry. They're all, dirty. All whites? I saw it. Yeah, so I saw these at the mall. Yeah. I was going to get some all white vans. They're I saw so these dirty. at the mall and was like, bro, those would go so hard. Yeah. What made me think of it is because it has the colorful inside. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, those are the ones that I was going to get. Are yeah. they comfortable? Yeah. yeah, I mean, for their vans. I had those in high school. Yeah. Was that three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. stuff is timeless. It's like like, it's like vans. Yeah. <laughs> they don't ever change. Sorry, I really derailed that conversation. That's my bad. Yeah. We were talking about fashion, so I guess that fits, but yeah. nonetheless. Um, well, speaking yeah. of not fashion, but the new series that we started. The new series, The Dull Life. Hey, listen, we've got some really great feedback from the series already, man. Oh, it's been, um, it's good, been good. I, th- I, was, I just kind of, you could... Going into the series, I just felt like it was going to be something that was going to resonate with people. And, you know, prayerfully, I'm praying that it's going to help people really start getting some things in their life moving again in a healthy way. And so we definitely try to do that. But talking about moving on Sunday, the Holy Spirit was up in the, like, was, Sunday was a much different day for us in a good way. It was just different, man. Like, uh, it was so funny. So. I was sitting on the front row during worship first service. Well, even before then, the rally was all like, even at the rally, it was like, oh, oh yeah, something was going on. Ryan's already crying on stage. Like, so just, it's all just a different day. And in worship during the second song during worship, whatever song that was, um, I genuinely felt like the Lord was telling me like, Hey, I'm about to derail this whole thing. Like not in a bad way, but like, yeah, whatever be, you have be ready to call an yeah. audible. Well, we, yeah. we talk about calling audibles, right? Be ready to call an audible. Things are about to change. And then usually I get, usually when I'm hearing from the Lord, not audibly, but like hearing from the Lord in my spirit, usually that comes with like, so this is what's about to happen. Get ready. I did not get that at all. It was just like, we're about to call an audible. And then I heard, so I was like, yeah, is there more to this? Or yeah. like, you know what I mean? And then Pastor Dan walked over and was like, the Lord is saying this, 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 and this. So you need to go on stage. And so it was funny because like the Lord had already like prepared me to like be ready to go do something as soon as he told me. Um, so before that, before that happened, when the Lord told me to get ready to call an audible, I went to the back in the booth and told the guys in production, like, Hey, this is what's about to happen. Cause Kyle wasn't up there. Hayden was running sound. Yeah. And so it was one of the things that was like, I knew I could just fly and Kyle's going to mold with me, but Hayden, you know, he didn't want to freak him out. So my then told him when I came back, Pastor came over and I was just literally grabbed the microphone, walked on stage and you know, um, the Lord was just doing some crazy stuff in people's lives. It was really cool. That was, that was dope. And I don't think people realize how much that goes into something like that. Like 
the fact that you are willing to do something like that and the fact that you were able to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you speaks a lot for you as a leader mm. as well and like for the production team to adapt. Like I don't think people realize how much went into something like that for yeah. to just be that was awesome. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. It is. I mean we're pretty we're a pretty planned organization. You know, we plan yeah. well. Um, we prepare well. Um, and I think part of, we talk about this all the time. Justin and I talk about this all the time. The better you can prepare, the better you can pivot. Oh, that's good. But the less you're prepared, the more panicked you are mm. in the moment. Like we've all been in situations where we are kind of like panicking through the moment. And when you're panicked and you're trying to pivot, it doesn't work as well. But when you're prepared, you, it's a lot easier to pivot. And like our team is always prepared. Everybody's always prepared. Um, and so I think it made following what the Holy Spirit was trying to do on Sunday a lot easier because everyone was just on their game. And, and That's was, good. You know, we're not on two wheels metaphorically. You're kind of in freak-out mode. Everyone was just kind of in their space, which made it a lot a lot better. But I yeah. think I think more should probably do that. I mean, there's, you know, we've heard of churches. Generally, it's not a knock. It's not a knock to smaller churches, but I think you, you see or hear about this kind of thing generally from a smaller church than us, which is like, the argument to planning so much is quenching the spirit mm, or yeah. doesn't let the spirit move. Mm. And I mean, I just think that is a terrible cop out to not have to plan one, but I actually would argue the reverse because of what you just said, you know, if, especially if you got people that are like part of the band and stuff, I think the tendency to quench the spirit when you're not planned is it's more likely because you don't know what to do next. Yeah. So they're just going to do what they only thing they know what to do was, which like, let's just keep playing this song or whatever versus you can pivot and, op, you know, operate in that moment. And then you have something to get back on track too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like, especially if you come out of a Pentecostal environment, it's really mm-hmm. easy to be, I don't know if desensitize is the right word, but when those kind of things happen or happen every week, it's like at some point it just becomes another part of the service. Yeah. Yeah. And it's less special. Mm. At least it feels that way to me where it's like, if you just did it every week, it's just, this is just another thing we do at this part of the service, you know? Yeah. And I don't know that that's, you know, I'm surely there'd be people that would argue against that, you know, in those environments, you know, where they would claim that this, beard shows up every week which yeah, I, I got some things, i got things to say about th- th- if that's the way you you know think about this how the spirit shows up is only like that i mean you probably got um a theological difference in me anyways but but still it's like it does make it well he's not a genie know? that appears whenever i need him to oh, didn't i even sorry. say that sunday that's crazy huh? Didn't I even say that Sunday? I don't Did you say that Sunday? I think a so. But apparently a couple people said a couple things Sunday that I didn't even hear. So yeah. it was just, there was so much going on. <clears throat> I don't remember you saying that, though. I feel like I said that at the transition at one point. Oh, oh, only, in, only in one service. I though. know who did say that. Jim Johnson. <laughs> Heretic. Anyways, so, yeah. But, you know. It was, it, was, it was good. And, and you know, we draw a, a wide variety of people, you know, there, there needed to be an explanation to that because there were people out there that don't have not experienced yeah, like, that. Yeah. So to eyes to, wide open, you have to, you have to explain what it is. At least I think if you don't, you're doing a disservice to you know, some of your people, but yeah. 
you know, just is what it is. And the thing good. is, is like it wasn't anything crazy though. No, it wasn't crazy yeah. at all. So like, it really for, wasn't for people who it was were, prayer. It was yeah. come down, you know, it was good. Yeah, prayer come down here and someone's gonna pray with you. It's yeah, right. it, it wasn't. Uh, the in Lord many churches, moving. that would have been a very modest moment. I was about to say an like, altar call been, almost all, happens yeah, every week. Right? Not at very unusual. Churches. Right, right, right. It was not. It was, um, it was just unusual. It was a disruption to like our normal flow, which is I'm all here for. So. Yeah. Um, your boy should have preached a little shorter because of it. I tried. You should have. <laughs> I tried. What can I say? I don't think you did. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't, but it's okay. Well, that was always hard. It's like, man, this message was yeah, so, Yeah, what like, do you take out? Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I the hard legit, part. <laughs> that I did not, there wasn't a lot of fluff in that message. Like, we were, yeah. Yeah. like, Thank it you. was just, That's know. the hard part. What do you take out? Yeah, you so, we got it. We did yeah. it. I don't know. If we had 10 minutes for a turnaround. Well, the turnaround still takes the same amount of time. That's why the room was empty. Empty when last first song. service, yeah. Mm. But we got it. It's all good, baby. Should have did a fire tunnel. Fire tunnel. Run them through. <laughs> <laughs> Never done fire, one. Fire, fire, fire. You're not missing much. We ought to do a training on fire tunnels. I watched a video of you doing a fire tunnel. Remember that? Remember that YouTube video? I did not do it. I was involved in it. <laughs> Is that at BBF? Uh, ignite, ignite, ignite. <laughs> yeah. I found a, when ignite. Will was here last week or week before, whatever it was, I found. Uh, oh, yeah, I went deep into some archives. I found the old yeah. Ignite YouTube channel. Wow, y'all are on there. Yeah, we're on there. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Ignite. So. All right. Well, okay. Anyway. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Not that you need to go look for the old Ignite YouTube channel. Not, not at all. The uh, doll life. So yeah, Sunday was dope, man. We had a. Uh, like I said, the spirit was really moving. We got into the message. Kicked off a new series called The Dull Life. Um, and this week was called Ready... Or not Ready Set. Ready Set Flow was mm. the general theme. Oh. The title was My Life Feels Meh. Mm. Um, and Ready Set Flow was a general theme, which seems to be what most people have really resonated with. Yep. Like I posted that thing on my story the other day, and I have been getting lit up in my DMs about that in a good way just like That's man good. like I, I had i have like at least probably eight or ten people was like i've never heard a message where i literally felt like i was the only one sitting out in the crowd oh, wow like like on like it was on sunday and i was like well i'm glad the lord's speaking <laughs> you know like yeah. um so it's good because it's like man you know that all the good anxious energy that I've been feeling leading up to that, like not negative anxiousness, but like good anxiousness, just like excitement, anticipation, you know, um, leading into Sunday was obviously all warranted because it's like, man, here we go. Like, um, you know, and so I feel like certain series are like rally cries behind movements and movements create energy and energy sure. creates momentum Amen. and so on. Yeah. Right. So it's like, um, I feel like this is a rally cry moment. And I saw people going the next steps this past week that, the never you know what i mean like i they just never seen why the people that would go to next steps so um it's yeah, good it's exciting so me and me and nate had a race on sunday yeah i'm telling you i don't know why my but my legs were sore that night because i was in the crouch, <laughs> in in the crouch position, position? Yeah, ready, yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah. uh, i need to work out more i guess but <laughs> look at them little chicken legs you got <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No wonder they sold. Less basketball now that you're married, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah right. So <laughs> yeah, man, it was uh, it was good. We had um, we me and Nate had a race for a hundred dollars. He lost. Yeah, yeah. Two both times. services. Two yeah, times. both services. You lost. Um, 
But yeah, we were talking about this idea that like we feel like a lot of us have been in this state of suspense, almost like if you were getting ready for a race and it was like ready, set, and you're waiting for someone to say go, but it just never happens. And ever since 2020, so many of us are like, that's how we are spiritually, emotionally. Um, Like we're just in this state of suspense and anxiety, and that is leading to like for some people depression and mm-hmm. um you know so on and so forth and really talking about what it looks like to to move forward um have you read any of adam grant's stuff like, like books his books or anything uh i read s- parts of one of his books i'm trying to remember which one dude his podcast book. too yeah yeah it's so his podcast is called the work life he you have on here that he's a psychologist which is true mm-hmm. but he's an, he's not a clinical psychologist. He's an organizational psychologist. Right. right. And his stuff is good. You ever heard the Simon Sinek? You ever heard when Simon Sinek is talking and he does this one and one of his big keynotes, he's talking about there's someone else who does what I do that does these talks and da 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 that I always compared myself to. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Adam Grant. Wow. Adam wow. Grant does these keynotes and has done a TED talk and but he's not a clinical psychologist like you would go see right, a psychologist. Right, right. He's an organizational psychologist. Yeah. And his stuff is really good. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to his pod. I'm new to his podcast the last few months. Yeah. But um, he's a big writer for the Times. He does a lot of uh, op eds and stuff in the Times. But, yeah. And the New York, New York Post. But he's got some, uh, I think he's got three like New York Times bestsellers and stuff. Oh, wow. But like from a, as a leader, his stuff is good. Because it's all about organizations and talks a lot about culture and yeah. emotional intelligence and just that kind of stuff. Yeah. So good. Belief in the Fall was the one that I pulled some stuff from. So. He's got, I can't think yeah. of the name of it. It's, anyways, his stuff is good, so check him out. But he, he had the quote or the definition I think you used for uh, languishing. Languishing. Yeah, he was, he was the one that we were talking about with languishing. And again, we say it every week. Go back and listen to the sermon because you really, I, I think... <clears throat> prayerfully you would get a lot out of this one um because we just can't unpack it the amount of time that we have here today but um yeah he was talking about the idea of this this word languishing it's the existence between depression and flourishing and mm. uh, he calls it the let's see the void between de- depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being um it's the hold on, where's the word the middle child or m- middle sibling or whatever yeah, the neglected middle child of mental health is what he calls languishing. Mm. Um, the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. You don't have the symptoms of mil- mental illness, but you're not the picture of mental health either. You're not functioning at full capacity. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts your ability to focus, and triples the odds that you'll cut back on important things. I was like, man, if I felt like anything described how a lot of people are existing right now, you know, because um, we keep hearing this phrase, man, like, we hear it in church circles. We hear it in business circles. Like, man, I just can't wait to get back to mm. normal business, church as usual, whatever, coming off of COVID. And um, it's like, friend, that ship has sailed. Like, um, that is, there is no, if you're not creating a new normal intentionally, you're unintentionally creating a new normal of negativity and pessimism. Like and that state you're in stuff. is your new normal. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's it. True. And especially, you know, for us, like in, in a state like Florida, like, you know, I know a lot of people feel this way coming out of COVID and things like that, what COVID did and people being at home and all those, but like we've been in our state. I mean, we've been back 
open as a state for a year and a half. Late 2020. Yeah. Mid-2020. Yeah, like, Wait. over a year and a half. So, it's like, we've been back to normal as far as you can leave your house. You can go in public. Yeah. You can go yeah. to the thing. Da, da, yeah. da. Like, that has just been, like. I think it's the a, actions of normal have, but I, it's well, the so, actions of normal, not the mentality of normal. Right? right, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, but we are, I think people feel that way, even though life has gotten back to normal. That's yeah, what's yeah, weird. That's what makes yeah. it this weird well, kind think, of situation. I think we're constantly surrounded by and bombarded by elements of um, irregularities that are still the remnant of COVID. So, like, the job situation, right? Like, th- we can't get people into jobs. Like, the we, you know, the workforce is so low right now. And I, obviously, there's other variables that go into that with pay. and But, but I'm just talking about, like, but it, it's coming off the backbone of people realizing I can survive on a lot less money than I thought I could That's because right. I lost my job and I made it. And so I don't know if I want to go back to a job that doesn't pay me well enough, the benefits aren't good, or the schedule's crap or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I would argue, why would you? And, yeah, so the thing is, like, so, but I think we're still surrounded by abnormalities that are so different than it looked like before 2020. So you can't, you know, we don't have enough waiters and wedges in restaurants, so you can't get back to the normalcy of going out to eat with your friends as much as you could because of that or, or movie theaters and just, you know, just everything. It's like, so there's just elements of abnormality that I think still trap us in that place. Um, and, and, and I think at the end of the day, a lot of us just, I think people in general, I was talking to a group of pastors about this the other day because they were talking, they, they same statement. Like, man, I would just love for things to get back to pre-COVID. And I was like, I was the only one in the room, A, under 50, and B, that spoke up and was like, fellas, I honor all of you, but it ain't, it's not coming. Like, I, As far as our <laughs> church, I wouldn't want us to. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Our income would be cut in, uh, yeah, in seriously, half. Things been, but, <laughs> like, but I think what it did, and that's what I was telling them, I was like, at the end of the day, COVID calls people to reassess their behavior patterns. Yeah. Because people realized that they didn't have a very good reason why they were doing a lot of things. Um, they were staying at jobs that they didn't love and being underpaid to do that job while the CEOs were making serious coin. Um they were going to churches that they didn't believe in, weren't behind the vision, weren't behind the mission, and weren't involved. And so when it shut down for nine months, they went, man, I didn't miss that at all. Yeah. So yeah. they now they're coming back and they're picking new churches or trying to, like, so it's like, you, you could, know. I mean, you could look at it as a form of pruning. That's 100% Absolutely. what You know, it it's like, yeah. it's honestly, I mean, it's, you know, as people, like, you know, in a lot of churches, the numbers are down and that affects, you know, as a leader, you're like, man, the numbers are down or less people. But I mean, those people weren't there anyway. Like they were there, but they weren't there. Sure. You sure. know, it's like at the end of the day, it was a little bit of pruning, got rid of the, you know, it's like. Yeah, and some people left, some people left TC too. That, oh yeah. That needed to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that sounds terrible or, you know, hopefully people don't think about me or whatever as a pastor. But at the end of the day, like there are some people that were part of TC that were part of TC because they had always been part of my dad's ministry or whatever. And it was like, well, man, not, at the end of the day, like, well, not even that. I mean, you know, especially if you're talking about Christians that are, you know, faithful in their church and, you know, sometimes God moves up to another church. That's one thing. But you know, what we battle here in the South is cultural Christianity yeah. for so long. And I think COVID helped us fix that problem a little bit in these mm-hmm. churches where sometimes people just went cause they thought they had like, that's what you do. But it's yeah. like, you know, and it's at the end of the day. Um, Absolutely. It, I'll say, is it a bad thing? 
Like, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but is it a bad thing? And I don't know the answer. I mean, I would love for those people to be in church, but again, they weren't, they, they were not invested in the church. They weren't yeah. a part of discipleship I, or anything like that. It was just the phrase I used with those pastors was you have all the same people that you actually had before. That's right. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Like you didn't, you know what I mean? Like you may have less faces that you're looking at, but the people that are with you are the same people that were with you before. And, um, you know, so. And, and I think a lot of the, I think a lot of big churches experience that, you know, as well. I mean, I was listening to um, the Andy Stanley podcast. I mean, they're, they're only at like 60% of pre-COVID numbers and yep. in, in, in person attendance. Now their mm-hmm. online has grown, but that's a yeah. big difference when you got a, you got a 4,000 seat auditorium, you know, that's a big difference, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, I, so I think the smaller churches are more impacted by it and the larger churches, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of, I don't know what category our church falls into. I think we're classified as a large church by the numbers um, we're not a mega church, but we're a large church. We're a large church, but yeah. um, you know, but yeah. that it, church is in that several hundred, you know, to probably thousand. I think a mega church you got to be at two thousand in regular Something attendance like to be considered a mega church. But um, yeah, you know, I think the large churches, you know, when you're packed out four thousand people and I was only sixty, that's a big. You see big that difference? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Which maybe that's something to think about too. Maybe maybe we don't need any more four thousand seat. People that is, yeah, people building three, four thousand seat auditoriums. Reassess, I mean, unless you got like sixteen thousand. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but still, right, whatever. Anyways, that's my opinion. Uh, but yeah, so we were talking about it, and and we used a story from Exodus with Jacob and Moses uh, to walk through this idea of languishing and what could happen if. You know, the worst case scenario that you can imagine or just some event happens in your life that causes you to kind of be stalemated in a certain place. And we kind of gave three things. We, you know, we talked about if you're going to step into flourishing, you got to get up, you got to get out and you got to get going. And we elaborated on all those for the sake of time. We won't do that. But again, go listen to it. But, um, you know, if you know the story, Moses, you know, Pharaoh's killing all the all the male babies. Um Moses' mother, Jochebed, puts him in the river, floats him down. Pharaoh's daughter finds him, so on and so forth. But Moses' sister followed him down the river. And at the end of the sermon, essentially what we got down to is like, man, what if Moses' sister had stayed in languishing rather than got moving? Mm -hmm. She got up, she got out, and she got going. Like, you can stay here if you want but staying here only hurts you. And, and, and then at the end of the day, what if you're never able to fulfill the thing God wants you to fulfill because you stayed here? So you got to get up, you got to get out, get out going. And what if Moses' sister had never put her foot forward? You know, we celebrate Moses and we celebrate Jacobin. We, yeah, we talk about those in churches all the time. It's like, man, what about homie's sister, you know, who um, really changed the game? for what God was going to do and challenging people. And the ultimate goal, what we were talking about was like challenging people to change you know, what is it about your life that you need to change so that you can be a better impact than other people? Yeah. You know, it's time for you to get up. It's time for you to get out. It's time for you to get going. Stop living for yourself. You know, God's got a purpose for you. And five years from now, 10 years from now, you can still be wishing it was 2019 or you can be celebrating in what God did in your life from 2022 to 2027 or whatever. So yeah, man, that's just, that's where we, where we was at on Sunday. Mm. Go listen. I pray it'll encourage your heart. Ditto.
<laughs> so, yeah, man. Good stuff. Uh, what was it? Ready, set, flow. Ready, Ready set, set, flow. I think Al Bethay would like that. Oh God, he would. Because <laughs> their church, he calls their their church is Flomaton, you know. So they call oh. it the Flow. Yeah. Well, F-L-O. Send him the message here, bro. Yeah. Check yeah. this out. Ready, Ready set, set flow. flow. He would like that. Uh, yeah. We need to get old Al around. Oh Al, we can bring him in on a podcast one day. He was on years ago. Years ago, he sure was. So, oh, so yeah, it was a good day. Yep. Great day. Nate, it's good to have you on the podcast, man. Yeah. Take the Thank last minute or two. If there's any parents that are listening, their students need to go to, mm. A, they need to come on Wednesday, come yes. see you guys Wednesday come night at 6.30 TC, and then t- Motion, bro. Tell them about Motion. Motion, yes. Uh, motion Conference that happens every year at Church of the Highlands in Birmingham, Alabama, and this year we are going to go. It is from July 28th to the 30th. So we're excited about that, and it's uh, $300 per student. Uh, so you want to go sign up at mytc.life. You can see it uh, where you can sign up there. Um, but we're excited about it. Yeah. we got and some the, great speakers. Yeah, and the 300 that's ticket, food, gas. Travel. Travel, lodging. Yeah. It's a hotel, everything. Everything. Yeah, everything's covered with that 300 Yep. So, so unless your but, kid uh, wants like 18 hats and five t-shirts or something, then y'all yeah, got to sign that. Another $300? Unless y'all want that conference swag. Uh, yeah, so, but, but yeah, yeah, right we're on, excited. Man. It's going to be great speakers. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into, like, uh, crazy. Craig Rochelle's going to be there. Craig Rochelle. Chris Hodges. Chris Hodges. Rich Wilkerson. Rich Wilkerson. Sadie Robertson. Earl McClellan. Like. Taya from Hillsong. Yeah. So Earl McClell is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, awesome. It's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be lit. Go. I might go. What about? It's going to be lit. Everybody I there is go. probably going to be dressed like me, so if, if you're I'll okay some, with I'll it. I'll get some holy jeans. Yeah, get some holy jeans if you're going to come out. No, I'm just kidding. You're standing on, holy, you're standing on holy ground, so get, get some holy jeans. <laughs> Take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Um, dope, man. That's exciting. Well, yeah, if you're a parent and you got a teenager, uh, middle school, high school, uh, get up with Nate. Yeah, come on. Um, and send us, if you have some questions, you can contact us, contact yeah. at transformationchurch.com. Yeah. We'll get you synced up with Nate if you want your kid to go to that because it's going to be life-changing. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I should have taken the advantage of the opportunity, but we were so little on time showing that picture last Sunday of all of my students. Uh, yeah. That would have been a great segue, but I was so short on time. I didn't have any time to do that. But because that was so that picture we took right before we got in the cars to go to 220, mm. which was the con- youth conference I used to take the kids to in Baton Rouge. Oh, that's so, at Bethany Church? Yeah, Bethany, oh, Bethany. at Stocksdale's, yeah. yeah. So uh, so I that was right before we took them oh, wow. to, uh, to Baton Rouge on their youth conference. And there was, you know, what, five, six, I don't remember, however many students that are leaders in our church right now that usually go to those conferences. So, um, Conferences can be fun. Yeah, conferences yeah. are great, man. So It's going to be great. And if uh, you want more info, uh, this Wednesday at 6.30, 6.30 after students, we're going to uh, do a parent meeting. Yeah. So little question there. Check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And Nate's way nicer than I was when I took kids <laughs> on youth trips, by the way. <laughs> So we literally, I think we had 30 kids and we had four hotel rooms. So you do that math uh, <laughs> and figure out how many were in a bed and how many were on the, f- all the leaders were in beds and all the kids brought sleeping bags and pillows and slept on the floor of the hotel. Yeah, that's not how we're doing it this time. No, yeah, yeah Nate that. is not doing that. That's how I did it. So there's parents, gotta be a liability. <laughs> oh, I, I'm probably, <laughs> you know, not, I'm sure. Yeah, we're yeah. Not doing that. Well, I gave the parents the option. I was like, I'll save all of you $50 a kid. 
if you let them sleep on the floor with a sleeping bag and a pillow, and all those parents were like, right. yup. Yes. <laughs> but I had a lot of, like, I had a lot more, like, single moms and stuff like that. So, like, we were doing bake sales and car washes, which none of those things work anymore, by the way. But, like, we were doing all that back yeah. in the day to try to help the kids raise money. And so the parents, when I told, especially some had, like, four kids, they're like, I was like, man, I can save you 200 bucks if you want to let them sleep on the floor with a sleeping bag and a pillow. And they were like, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, all right. So, uh, but <laughs> Nate's way nicer. Um, and we don't want to get sued. So he puts the kids, uh, in uh, beds. That sounded weird. He allows them to sleep in their own beds. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. yeah so uh, don't cut his ministry before. Yeah. You, yeah right. 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 Oh fans like, I'm not letting um, my kid go in there. Um, yeah, no so yeah. This. And he's got, you got some dope leaders that are going chaperone. So we got some, great. some and ladies. Yeah. They'll yeah, be there on Wednesday ladies. night if you want to meet them. So yeah, absolutely. Awesome stuff. Well, Nate, thank you for being on. John, thank Thanks you for being on the microphone. Um, Justin, they want to find more information yep. about TC. Transformationchurch.com or Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right, guys. We'll catch y'all next week for another week, another sermon, another follow podcast. Later. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review us on iTunes. You get double points if you show love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Brad and Pastor Justin on Instagram and Twitter at at bradlivingston underscore and at justinoswald underscore. Tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. And for more information on Transformation Church, visit us online at mytc.life and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola.